0: Welcome everybody to the Building Aaronsburg Podcast. I'm Thomas Earnsburg.
1: And I'm Katherine Earnsburg. We have so much to fill you guys in on from last week. <laughs> Do you remember what we talked about last week at all? I don't. All? Murdoch, we talked,
0: maybe? Mardi Gras? Uh,
1: probably some of all of that, but um, we definitely talked about how our cabinets were coming in on Monday, the next day. Oh, yes. And we had no countertops.
0: That seems like more than just a week ago. maybe that's why
1: yeah we went to um we're participating in the yearly uh annual dancing with the stars which is a fundraiser that we participated in years ago and then we go back every year and do what they call the alumni dance
0: yeah how does that relate to this being such a long week though
1: um because we practiced for dancing with the stars like wednesday of this week and i Uh... turned to the person standing next to me and (laughs) i was like i was like we were just here a week ago, and she goes, it was three days ago. I was like, oh, <laughs> it feels I wonder, like a week ago.
0: I wonder it came so quickly. <laughs> well, yet, I do remember last week being a very short week because we had no, Monday and girl. Tuesday off of school. Yeah. So it felt like a short week to me because of school.
1: But we got a lot done. So what I was going to say about the countertops is, last time we had an episode of the podcast, we talked about how... We had ordered these cabinets. I somehow let it go by the wayside that we needed countertops. Yep. And we have... It's not as simple as traditional lower cabinets and then upper cabinets. No. We have upper cabinets that touch the countertops. They basically
0: sit. I mean, they yeah. don't really sit on... They look like they're sitting on the on the yeah. countertop.
1: So, in other words, they need the countertop. Yep. In order for them to put the cabinets in. And I didn't have any countertops. And... Countertops are probably some of the fastest things in construction. Like we could have them fabricated and in like choose your slab, order whatever you need and have them installed in about 2 weeks, probably. And in mm-hmm. the world of current construction, that's very fast.
0: Right.
1: Uh, but still it was not fast enough for us cuz we talked on this podcast exactly 1 week ago, Sunday, mm-hmm. and we were having cabinets installed the next day on Monday. And we
0: completely neglected um the fact that we needed countertops.
1: Here's the thing. I don't know if I said it last week, but I know it to be true that I had been to a local store here, which I know I mentioned last time, called Southeastern Salvage. I had been to that store no less than four times looking for slabs.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think in the back of my mind, I always knew that's what we were going to do, but I was holding out. Basically, they had one type that I liked. And I can't remember. It's called Nabeeb or Nameeb. It's a quartzite, which is a good. It's hard. It's it's um like you can put hot pots on it. That's always Mm -hmm. like the strategy with when you're putting stone in your kitchen or countertops or whatever. There's all this like, can I put a hot pot on the top of it? Is it going to scald if I pour red wine on it? Is it going to stain or is it going to absorb? Like all these various different stones have different absorbencies. The stone is, yeah, right. And so quartzite is supposedly. I'm not sure if it's the same or better than uh, granite granite or if granite's the
0: best. Like the hardness factor or what? (laughs)
1: Yeah, like you can't... Granite's pretty indestructible. Um, To me, they're all rocks. But there is differences between all of them. We have marble in our bathroom, one of our bathrooms. We had marble in the shower in our last house.
0: Uh, So the quartz is harder than granite? Quartzite. Oh, it's not the same as quartz? No, uh, quartzite quartz. is real Ite.
1: rock quartz is a man-made product okay a lot like um, cultured marble
0: they're both about the same on the hardness scale what is um, granite and quartzite, quartzite and granite mm-hmm. quartzite is slightly stronger it says
1: Okay, so they had quartzite around the same. Okay, they had quartzite available at Southeastern Salvage, and essentially, what Southeastern Salvage sells is already pre-cut, pre-polished, pre-finished these long slabs that are countertop depth, Mm -hmm. and then there's some length, so like nine feet or eight feet or whatever. Right. Well, I've been looking at those. I was like, everything in our kitchen's, you know, we can do this. Like everything in our kitchen is a straight cut. The the problem was I wasn't 100% sure that I wanted what they had available. This Namib stuff is high; it has a lot of movement, as they say, mm-hmm. which essentially means that there's a lot of veining. It's not a consistent, like, you're not going to get a consistent look. Every one of those countertops is going to have a lot of veining in it, um, a lot of color differences. I mean, it's generally like a gray taupe silver, white, cream, you know, colorway or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um but when I went to go look, every time I go to look, I was like, Ugh, I don't I don't love any of these slabs and I needed 3 of them." And um so you know, here comes the cabinets. The counter that I mean the uh cabinet guy, Cabinet Carl, as we call him. I called him that morning. I was like, "Hey, what time are you going to be here?" He's like, "Uh, I think about 10." I was like, perfect. That gives me <laughs> one hour <laughs> to go from Southeastern Salvage, choose slabs, load them up, and have them back at the house for you to have your cabinets put in and mm-hmm. us to put these on top. And um so anyway, I show up at Southeastern Salvage doesn't open till nine A.M. So I get there. I'm like there when the doors open, kind of a thing. In the meantime, you had built a frame. If you've ever seen glass or stone traveling down the road in a truck, you'll see an A-frame mm-hmm. that's in the back of the truck. And that's how they safely transport uh, big, heavy, long sheets like that. Well, Thomas was like, go pick some countertops. I'm going to build you a frame, and we're going to put it in the back of the truck, and yep. you better come home with some stone. Yeah, Essentially, was what you said.
0: Well, I mean, I don't know what the alternative was. You would have cabinets um, that had holes in the top of them because you're supposed to have a countertop. I guess we could have thrown our old countertops on top.
1: I have to tell you, by this point, I'm so tired of like doing and undoing and redoing all the stuff yeah. we've done. I mean, granite is no joke to just take off and put back on. It's extremely yeah, it's heavy, heavy. And we had already taken it off once, well, twice at this point. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, we just keep redoing and cut this. cut
0: it several times. Yes,
1: yeah, so we just keep redoing the same doggone projects over and over again. So, I was kind of with you on... Okay, let's just choose something. I had given up all idea that I was going to find, like, my dream stone or a something. Line. Yeah, it was just like, it's fine. Because, again, like we talked about last week, the price difference was is so significantly less that I'm more than happy to save the $4,000 or $3,000, whatever it is, on the stone to just have a countertop that I'm fine with. It's right. fine. Everything's fine. So anyway, I'm there when the door is open. Um, I walk in I told the lady like I need to purchase some slabs of stone out comes the guy who's like the floor manager floor countertop manager I don't know whatever he was younger guy who was very jovial pleasant and uh was there for every bit of my baloney malarkey that I was about to hand to him that day which there was a lot he was there to play and I I felt bad because there's Could have been other customers who possibly needed some countertops too. But he was fully on board with appeasing. Did you tell
0: him everything that was going on? Like, hey, I got these countertops coming in today. I mean, uh, Um, cabinets, and I need some countertops.
1: Maybe. But, so, if you've ever been to Southeastern Salvage, they put a lot of, well, they put all their countertops out in front. They're very heavy. So, they Mm -hmm. just stick them out in front of the store. Nobody's going to steal them. And so, that's what I had been seeing. And I said, can you flip through these with me, basically, to see what's here? Because I saw one slab I was fine with, but you can't see anything but the ones that are on the most external point, you know? And when you go to look for a slab of stone, there's one slab sitting there, and you look at it, and you're like, yes, I like it. It's like a museum. You walk through the museum of slabs of stone, and you decide which one you like. And um, when you go to Southeastern Salvage, they're kind of sitting like books, like on a bookshelf, on that A-frame, where you have to flip through them if you're going to be picking these things out. And um, he said, you know, we'll flip through these, but if you don't see something you like, he said, I've got more of these in the back that I'm about to bring out. And um, he said, you know, how long are you going to be around? I'll just go get them for you and bring them up here. And I said, you know what? I don't want you to go through all that trouble. Why don't, is it okay if I walk back there and look? Because if there's nothing back there that I want, I don't want to waste my time right. and I don't want to waste your time. Right. He's like, yeah, that's fine. So I drive around the side and we're not talking about like three or four slabs. They got like a whole dog on Stone Yard back there. Mm-hmm. Probably like dozens and dozens of slabs of various different types. Right. And as I'm walking through, I'm like, look, they did have more of that Namib stuff, the court site. And I was trying to find slabs that look similar to the one up front that I thought was acceptable. Um, and ultimately I look over and there's some Carrera marble, which we all know what Carrera Marble looks like. It's gray and white. It's pretty uh consistent in its veining. Like there's yeah. not a like not a lot of crazy movement in it. Um but I know that Carrera Marble is like some of the softest, most absorbent scratch it scratches easily. I mean, just don't use it. Right. Basically is what <laughs> yeah. but guess what I did? That's what I bought. <laughs>
0: that's what we bought and we did scratch it when we were trying to cut oh like
1: it's got scratches all over it already so um but we brought it home I purchased it they loaded it for me they were so sweet and loaded it with their little forklift lifter Mm -hmm. thing loaded it onto your A-frame which worked perfectly you did a great job um and then we basically spent the rest of the day cutting stone
0: not the rest of the day two days two days two days of cutting stone
1: yeah yeah the two pieces that we thought were going to be easy were easy, and the piece mm-hmm. that we thought was going to be difficult was difficult. That's true. Um, we f- they call it fabricating when you're cutting stone in any way, especially if you're like having to polish it and really cut holes, which is what we did. We had to cut a sink hole out. Never cut a sink hole before, but now we can't and say that anymore. What
0: was made that more difficult? It's an undermount sink, so every single cut that you make, you're not hiding. Yeah, you're going to see every cut an imperfection it's one of those and we things, had a lot of those
1: we had well we you bought a bunch of tools yeah which was fine to try to get the job done um but i remember t- saying before we did it like okay if we're gonna do an undermount sink let's practice on an, we got enough stone around here let's practice let me tell you something it is so much work to mm-hmm. diy cutting a hole out there was no... We were not going to practice. Like, let's just do this thing. Yeah. It would have taken us all day just to practice on one. So we were like, let's well, mm, do it.
0: blades, too. We would have gone through some blades, probably. The yeah. The blade that we had was already kind of on its last leg.
1: But I can tell you what. We earned some respect from the Cabinet Carl family. Yeah, they did. They walked in and out of that house, I don't even know how many times, and saw us out there.
0: Cutting just stone. <laughs> Like cavemen <laughs> with power tools.
1: They helped us bring it in, which was nice. Yeah,
0: because we would not have gotten that in, you and me, together. It
1: was so heavy. So the one heavy. Piece,
0: the one piece that went on the bar, I think we could have gotten that. Wouldn't have been easy, on but I think bar. we could have gotten oh, it. Oh, oh, yeah, in the little
1: pantry thing. But right the other there.
0: two pieces that were like seven feet long, seven and a half feet maybe long. Yeah. What were they, no about 400 pounds way. a piece, probably? No way we would have gotten those.
1: No. we probably. We, you know what we would have done, though. I know what we would have done. We would have put those things on furniture movers. furniture movers and rolled it in. Rolled it in and then had the kids help us lift it. That's what we would have done. Yeah,
0: but there was so much getting it around the stove, you know, and around like the trim of the door. Yeah. Under the cabinet.
1: The cabinet guy was cracking me up though because he was like, this is child labor. You can't use your kids for this. I was like, sir, (laughs) you should be around more often because...
0: They think the same thing. I'm they sure. probably,
1: yeah, but these children are well versed yeah. in work. So um, there's marble dust everywhere. I just washed it off some of it today, but it's going to be a long road to us getting back to
0: Well, we normal. pretty much, with the exception with the exception of the floors, we've redone the entire kitchen in almost a weekend. I mean, there's, there's still a- some <sighs> sheetrock stuff that needs to be done. And some painting.
1: There's a lot of sheetrock and a lot of painting that needs right. to be done. And a backsplash.
0: But we did electrical, cabinets, countertops, lighting, plumbing.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah, the rest of the going to take some time. That's the thing with us is that we never have this. And I guess it's real life. Real life is on HGTV where you come back in 30 minutes and there's just a done kitchen. Um, or a done, you know, whatever project. And... I, on my social media this week, I 100% cried, which I don't do very often, but um, there was something about um, hiring someone else to do a project for us. We don't Mm -hmm. do that. like We don't have people do... We DIY everything, and we do it over such a slow, (laughs) long period of time that there's never a, this like instantaneous before and after. And... That therefore makes it feel like almost nothing's happened, right? You know, like it almost feels well, like it
0: feels like that to us. But then every so often we'll have people like your sister who came in town who has been out of town for years, um, and she came in and the house looks like a completely different house.
1: Yeah, she's been gone what four years, probably four and a and half. We years. probably would
0: have just moved into this house when she left.
1: I get that we've changed a lot over four years or five years, but.
0: Yeah, but even so. It's just like a slow evolution. People that have come within the last six months to a year. Yeah. It's a completely different house. Yeah,
1: I know. My one sister um, came in. She's like, you guys are done. (laughs) I'm like, no, we're not. She's like, once you put the floors in, you'll be done. And I'm sitting here with like this running list in my head of all the things. There's just, I know that there's going to be some peace and some. You know what's
0: crazy? She left before we did the kitchen. So, like, the next time oh, she yeah. comes, she's like, what?
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, she's seen it on social media. Well,
0: sure. Still.
1: Did I tell you that um, my friend that came to help me with your birthday party, she came over and she said, this is so crazy. I'm like, what do you mean? She goes, it's like I'm, she said, it's like I'm visiting the t- a TV set that I watch. Like, the. Really? The, not the TV, you know what I mean? Like, a, um.
0: Yeah, like you see it on Social media and now you're actually in the house kind of thing?
1: Yeah. But it was like, she's like, I'm visiting the, t- the set of a TV show I watch. I think that's how she put it.
0: Yeah.
1: And I was like, huh, it's interesting. Because people know what our house looks like from yeah. social media. But it feels different when you're in a space than yeah. when you're watching it. Because I've had people come in here before and go, oh, I this feels different than, it's like, Yeah. why, why would you imagine how it would have <laughs> felt? It's very odd.
0: How did you have any preconceived uh, understanding yeah. of where things were? Yeah. And what they look like?
1: Weird. Um. But yeah, so it's just when he put the cabinets in, it was like, oh, that was instant. We didn't do it, so I didn't right. feel the evolution of right. it. Whereas,
0: yeah, he built everything, painted them. And yes, brought and them brought in. them
1: in and installed them and it made me cry because it was like, Oh my gosh, he just like a. It's it's something amazing that happened in a very short period of time. Yeah. And B, hiring someone else is a huge step for us. It's just not not something we do no. that often. The and last so, time we did
0: a kitchen, we did hire out the yes, cabinets, but that's
1: been fifteen years ago. Right. Not fifteen, maybe ten. That Twelve. Just,
0: that type of woodwork is so precise. Um And there's so many more tools, mm-hmm. you know I was looking for um the specialty tools that we needed to cut the sink, and one of the bits I was looking for was supposed to like make a smooth edge, and so I went over to like the wood routing stuff, thinking that maybe they'll have a diamond blade version of that over there mm-hmm. and there were so many I'm talking about fifty to a hundred different types of bits you would use. To for make the an different edge. types, not not just for the edges, but like the way the two pieces of wood interlock, either at a corner or if it's straight or if it's you know,
1: dude, something I didn't even know existed before, did not know until those cabinet guys asked. Coping, you've heard yeah. of that before? Yeah,
0: I knew what he, when he asked me that. I was like, heck, no, I'm not coping, dude. I can barely miter that thing.
1: Which ones? Is coping Soft. harder? Yes. Coping seems like it'd be easier.
0: No. <laughs> how would you think that's easier? I don't
1: know. I don't know. So if you don't know, because I didn't, I just found out the uh, last, whatever, Monday. It feels like a week ago. I guess it is a week ago, almost now. Anyway, uh, so you know what mitering is, which is two, you know, angled pieces that come together. Um, coping is specifically, um, if you have one piece that, ugh, I don't know how to explain it.
0: The What's corner it? of the corner of your crown molding.
1: Instead of making it two, you know, angled cuts that come together that make it look like a, um, Right. Two
0: 45s make a 90. Right. That's mitering.
1: Uh Uh-huh.
0: Coping is letting one go straight to the wall.
1: Uh Uh-huh.
0: And then the piece that's perpendicular, you cut it to the profile of the piece that you already put up there. So it
1: just like slides in and fits. Yes. I I can't, I'm not sure if anybody can really picture what's happening.
0: But those guys are, those guys are woodworkers. So I mean like, for them, that's easy. Like I think the math is easy. I think the understanding of
1: how it goes together, how it all
0: fits together, because it's all angled too. It's not just like two flat. Pieces. Well, and it's
1: also it's crown molding. Right. At our house, it was crown so molding, it's decorative. So, well, no, but it's got that. It's leaning out. It's not like two pieces. Right. That's what I'm saying. Going it, together. It's two
0: things. It's two. It's not just the angle flat against the wall, which is forty five. But it's also the fact that it's angled at forty five degrees with the ceiling. Yeah. So it's double plus the profile of the of the molding is not like a flat piece of molding. It's decorative. Yeah. He There's made curves our curves and all kinds of stuff to it.
1: Did you notice that he made our cabinets that way too? Yes. You did?
0: I did. That's what I'm saying. Like if you're people that are woodworkers, that is such a precise um art really I mean like the way they cut and everything
1: we don't have those skills here
0: I do not we just don't I could I can set my saw to 45 and rip that sucker down and that's about the extent (laughs) of my precision
1: but you know a huge part of DIYing is knowing your limitations I think yes of which we have plenty of limitations
0: and I'm, I'm guessing that's why that guy asked me because he probably saw us out there cutting the stone yeah He's like, "Hey, you want these mitered or don't it cope?" You know, you can do coping. I was like, "Heck, no the coping, man."
1: He it. "No, he said, not thing. how do you want to do it? Do you want him to leave them off so you can do them?" And you're That's like, I mean. right, right. no, sir, you can do go ahead." Well, you he was, right ahead. because
0: he they did the trim around the uh the pieces that they installed. Mm-hmm. But it would have to fit up next to
1: right, so the rest he, of the room. So he basically did coping on his stuff and yes. he ended it with a miter so that you could yes. miter into it. It's very nice. Yes, He's like, let me put the dumb dumb end hey. on this.
0: <laughs> I don't mind. I'll 45 <laughs> that thing and if it ain't perfect, we got caulk for that.
1: No, you better 45 it correctly. This, this, this is getting to be the... the. I think I told you... Actually, I think... Was it our last house that you got offended? I think it was.
0: Yeah, you are like the next time we do sheet rock, I am going to hire somebody. I am like, what? <laughs> no, How it was it was you? crown
1: molding too because our last house had an awful lot of caulk that was involved oh, in the okay. trim in one room. I know that the walls that were room not
0: was jacked up.
1: The walls were not flat. I get it, but you were not good at cutting trim back then. You are not great at it now. But you're a lot better than you were.
0: Because I have better tools. It's not that I'm better skilled. I have okay. better tools. Now.
1: Well, irregardless, we all know that's not a word, but I like to use it anyway. Um regardless, I remember telling you that when we like when we leave this house and we move to another house, when we do trim, I'm hiring someone else because I want
0: mm-hmm. it
1: to look professional and you and where got that
0: where is that guy today?
1: So mad at me. Like
0: Yeah. It wasn't it was a slap in the face. It would be like if I was like, hey, when we move into our new house, I'm going to hire a designer. That's
1: not the same thing. It's <laughs> <laughs> not the same thing. And by the way, if we could afford it, I sure as heck would hire a designer for the interior of this house. Because... Yeah,
0: we did hire... De- well, I don't know if you paid her, but you had a friend of yours come over and help design the kitchen. Or maybe it was the whole downstairs. When oh. first moved in.
1: Yes. Yes. It was this house. And y'all went-
0: just sort of talked it out. I don't know if you paid her necessarily maybe you did um or you just had her she
1: literally drew me a pencil sketch on a piece of paper in like 30 minutes right and she did not ask me she asked me specifically to not pay her because I had planned to pay her oh. it was like $90 an hour whatever he, she chose whatever she charged I was like yes you can have whatever that is you know mm-hmm. and then she was like no I don't want you to charge I don't want you to pay me so I didn't which is dumb I should have sent her something and I didn't um anyway um, you can still do that. <laughs> five <laughs> years later. <She's> still <laughs> accept it. Yeah, five years later. But um, anyway, that's the nice thing about working designer to designer is that she drew like a little tiny little thumbnail sketch and we followed it and right. and it wasn't, there's no details on it as far as, um, you know, elevations of cabinets or anything like no, that. No, but didn't
0: you have your sister do some of that? Yes. Or maybe she catted something. Yes, or... my
1: sister did. She designed the kitchen. My sister designed the kitchen. Okay. Yeah.
0: Well, there you go. She, which was, designer.
1: which was much more specific, um, to, then I think, the kitchen design was a lot more specific and detailed than, the, um, the overall plan, of the designer front that came in. Yeah, because the designer front was like
0: they were just general opening I don't think, over did here. Did she even measure stuff? Yeah, she did. she did. Well,
1: we like generally measured stuff, I think. But I, do you remember we moved here and I. Th- I brought I really brought her in as a this is how I think I want it to go. You come in here, tell me what you think. And she basically drew exactly what I was already thinking. So I was like, right. all right, cool, we're in, we're going in the right direction. And then when it came to um the kitchen, I don't know anything about standard um cabinet measurements or any of these things, which is hilarious because we end up doing custom cabinets, they can do whatever you want anyway. Right. Um and I don't even know that I paid too much attention to the specific measurements that my sister put into the into the layout. It was more like, your sink goes here, your oven goes here, you can fit a, an island in here. That right. was really what I needed it for. Because right. from there, I really designed out like um, doors and drawers and uh, you know, uppers and lowers and the style and the color and you know, all those various different things. And so um, I just need like a little bit of guidance sometimes, because um, there's like rules in a kitchen as far as like yeah. the the sink and the uh, range and the refrigerator and your cat. Like it's supposed to make a triangle, yeah. and
0: well, you know, for like movement, right? Mm-hmm. Like you would move from the fridge to the sink, or
1: yeah, or from the fridge to the countertop to put things yeah, down, right. or um, from the island to but the there's range. There's like design
0: rules for those, yeah. types of things, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, you can't put your you can you can do whatever you want, but putting your refrigerator all the way across the room when your sink is on the opposite side is usually yeah. not a very good idea because you take th- take things out of the refrigerator and put them in the sink or
0: next to where you're cooking or preparing. The food, yeah, I mean, there's just know? kind of like yeah. some
1: rules about all of it, and so I needed some guidance. But yes, if if we were endless possibilities, I would for sure hire a designer because interior is not not my jam. Yeah. At all, as far as knowing what's available out there, I'm getting better as far as. Well, I mean that that's been the nice thing about this house over this time, amount of time is that um, my style has evolved, but also my understanding of what's available out there has evolved, and so um, by the time we come across projects, I'm a lot more sure about what I want. Yeah. Than I was five years ago. You know? Yeah. I mean, makes
0: sense.
1: standard ca- cabinet widths, I now know what those are. Like, I know that a sink base, usually about 36 inches, you know? Mm hmm. So. Well,
0: that definitely helps now. I mean, we're the, done the, now.
1: Well, I was going to say we're done now. And, and
0: we hired a custom cabinet guy. So.
1: Yeah. So we had like a 96 inch cabinet or a 90, I don't even know, 84. I don't know. Was, some longer. Uh, yeah,
0: one was 92, and the other was 80 something.
1: It was definitely not in the increments of 30, 32, 34, 36 right. inches. That's not at for all. sure. Um but they're in now. Our countertops are in. Um so a lot of stuff I'm going to um go over and look at some fabric to start doing some little like curtains in the windows and things like that.
0: Yeah. So really other than our floors, um all of the other stuff is just kind of stuff that we can do here and there like Sheetrock, mudding, and painting, in.
1: But again, all these things we'll do over the next two months, probably. Right. And then the kitchen will be done, and it will be this like very uneventful. Right. We will. You don't. We never. We never get to walk into a fully done space and start using it all at once. Right. So by the time our walls are done and everything, our our cabinets may have a couple little nicks in them. Right. The countertops probably will have. Somewhere on them, right, and so we never get to like use a fully new at one time that would be if we ever got to that point where it's like someone renovated something for us all at once, that would be like the waterworks for me a hundred percent. I would probably start crying like major on that because that's
0: like extreme home makeover kind of thing, like they uh you just um, walk into it and it's completely done.
1: or anyone who built a house. <laughs> face right now. He's mm. like, what are you talking about? We don't need a TV show. You just thing. build a house like any normal person does.
0: <laughs> well, that's building a house, not like gutting a house. And
1: Yeah, but still, most people gut a house or gut their kitchen and come back a month or two later and it's all done and they have not used it until it's to its like 99% point. Right. You know, they walk in and it's like, here is my new cabinets and countertops and floors and walls and light fixtures and all that stuff. We've been using our pendant lights in our island for months at this point. Mm-hmm. We've been using our recessed lights for months at this point. We've been using our range hood for months at this point. Now, it's about to get in a like, shell.
0: Even something like the sink. The countertops and the sink, all brand new. Except the garbage disposal plug. We couldn't hook up because we don't have the right wiring stuff yeah, for it. Yeah, I mean, it, so. we just...
1: It, we have never... so. I know we've done kitchen cabinets before, and so I don't really know what hit me so hard about this version of kitchen cabinets as far as it's being installed, but it made me tear up. But I'm telling you, if we ever got to the point where we walked into a house that had been gutted and renovated by someone else, and we just walked in, and it was done, mm. now I get you're walking in throughout the process and seeing it, but you're not using it until it's all done. Right. That would be like, I would feel like we had arrived. I don't know what we would have arrived at.
0: <laughs> we would have arrived at a negative
1: <laughs> very large amount of money
0: <laughs> statement.
1: <laughs> and that's that's the give and take, right? When someone else does it, you're you might be making decisions and stuff, but there's that oh, that like, oh my okay. Let's use this space. When you DIY it, there's a good thing about being able to use the space as it's evolving. I mean, right? We're not out of a kitchen for a month and a half or however long it takes to, for most people to renovate a kitchen, you know. Because most people, contractors come in there. I can't remember was it our bathroom that we renovated like this, where it's like we took out the vanity and put the new one back in all in one day. But then we waited on the floors. Like contractors right. don't do that. They go in there and they gut everything out.
0: Your and toilet comes out. It stays unusable.
1: It stays unusable until. until it's done. I mean, which makes right. sense. That's how you got to run a business. You can't just.
0: Do what we do. Let me hook this up for you real quick, and then we'll have to unhook it tomorrow so we can finish the work. which is how we roll. That is how we roll.
1: You know, we do things and undo them for the convenience of how we run our household. Right. Um, But if we just gut somewhere and redo it, we'd be out. I mean, how long would we have been out of a kitchen if we had gutted it? Like weeks and weeks and weeks. Oh, at least. Yeah. So, pros and cons.
0: I was trying to think of who I was talking to. They said that they um, hired somebody who does like this. They said it might have been five days, four days. And like they left, they went on their family vacation or whatever. And the person gutted their kitchen. And when they came back, brand new kitchen in like a week.
1: Five days? Yeah. That takes a lot of planning.
0: Well, and so and here's, a lot of subcontractors. And I, show also, up when they're supposed to. I also wonder the extent to which. Yeah. You know, was did you just repaint stuff? Did well, you, you said
1: gut.
0: I think they said that. I think they used that word too.
1: Gut to me means you. It's a, Your studs. It's four walls yeah. or three walls.
0: That's what I. That's when I think of gut. I think of studs. So and I don't know if that's what they meant or if they just meant like we got new countertops and new paint. Backspush. That's
1: not, yeah, that's not gutting a kitchen. You can do that in four days for sure. Like I said, yeah, countertops I are easy.
0: I don't know. Painting, too, would be a day.
1: What an amazing business idea. You would pay a crap ton of money for that, though. Mm-hmm.
0: One week? It can be done. It really could be done. You would do, That's well, it can be done provided that you run into no issues.
1: Okay, A, that never happens. Yes. And B, I'm telling you, it's a subcontractor issue. Unless it's a company that has it all in house. Right, I was
0: going to say all those people are your people. Still,
1: that's hard. If that's your business, a five-day kitchen, and you got a bunch of those lined up, somebody's going to not be a five-day kitchen.
0: I mean, well, maybe you don't line them up one week after the next week. You give yourself a couple days, maybe even half a week, a buffer, but I mean, if you're going to pay someone to do a whole kitchen in five days, you're probably paying a pretty penny, mm. I would imagine. But oh, again, man. I say they got the kitchen. I, that that might have been the you word. You need more information on this. Here's a problem. I don't remember who told me that because <laughs> <laughs> I've talked. To we so can't many ask people. for
1: verification here.
0: Well, I talked to so many people about our kitchen stuff, where they a lot of times they see your social media, and then they ask me about it.
1: Have you gotten any comments about our countertop situation? Because, y'all, if you're not watching yeah, my Instagram, you have people. no idea. Well, baby, if you listened last week, you know how bad the two of us were sweating the countertop situation. Yeah. Like, it was a sheer miracle that I showed up to Southeastern Salvage and they happened to have three slabs of exactly what, well, I mean, it wasn't exactly what I wanted or needed or whatever, but it was. it was like, okay, I'm good with this. You know, yeah. the other ones would have been a stretch for me to feel comfortable with just because they have so much movement in them. But um, we got them home. We used them. We fabricated the sink, which is nuts. Yeah. Y'all, to cut a That's, sink out of stone. Uh, the only
0: comments I've gotten from people are, y'all are crazy for trying that.
1: But we didn't. Yeah. That may be the hardest thing we've ever done.
0: And we didn't do it well. <laughs> well, most <laughs> most of the, the, all the straight cuts are fine. Mm-hmm. In fact, they are like, Perfectly fine. It like is. I remember when we, when we put them in, yeah, they were like an eighth of an inch. I mean, definitely less less than a quarter of an inch. Mm-hmm. Accurate. So that's pretty stinking good.
1: The sink is not that bad.
0: It's not great.
1: It's not great. The caulk situation in the sink is worse. Well, I think, than the stone. Yes.
0: It. Ha- but because I think it's because the hole was so wonky. Mm. The the caulk had to make up for it. I don't think
1: that's true. Anyway, nobody knows what we're talking about because they can't see it. But I will say that the other dilemma was I didn't have a sink, y'all. So we had... We had... (laughs) No countertops and no sink. And if you're going to do an undermount sink, you have to know what sink you're using so that you can cut the hole according to the sink. And we couldn't use our old sink or we weren't going to use the old sink. And so it was like, oh, I need a sink. And you said, have you shopped for a sink? And I said, no, I have not a shop for a sink. And so what just happened is that we had a sink in mm-hmm. between our washer and dryer, which I think mm-hmm. I also mentioned last week. I picked it up at a yard sale, circa, I was pregnant with somebody. I would say 2010-ish, because I think I was pregnant with our third child. Mm-hmm. So I picked it up somewhere in the vicinity of, like, 2010. So I've had that thing for a long time. Thirteen years. I used to use it in our last house. It was a fountain a wall fountain outside. It was like the basin of a wall fountain. Mm-hmm. But it was a kitchen sink. I'd purchased right. it from a, a yard sale. You said you looked recently at the bottom it was stamped nineteen forty what? Five. Nineteen forty five. So it's a real old sink. Mm-hmm. Eighty years old. Seventy eight years old. Thank you for that math. Um, good math. <laughs> um and so It was sitting, I had carried it with us to this house, so I've had it sitting in this house for five years, unused. Mm
0: -hmm. I
1: pulled it from outside and brought it a couple, maybe a year ago, and put it between the washer and dryer in the laundry room, and it just had, like, clothes sitting in it. Right. And I walked in there and was like, well, I think this is our sink. So we, in one day, figured out the countertop situation, what sink we were going to use, cut the sink hole, it was two days, and installed it all. Um, so I think we did pretty we good. Could do,
0: we could do the five-day kitchen.
1: We, where are the cabinets coming from? Oh, you have to hire the we cabinets. We hire, did that. Like
0: you have to have a guy, I guess. Yeah. And I a don't sheet know, man. Rock person. I mean, <laughs> and a plumber.
1: Again, it's if they all show up.
0: Well, if you have a guy that can do multiple things. Like you? Yeah, if you had a guy that can <laughs> do, like, when, um... When those cabinet guys were there, there were there were some things like the, the dad, Mr. David, mm-hmm. he knew how to do electrical stuff because there were um, some outlets that we had to move, and I was waiting to see where the cabinets were going to sit before I tried to move the electrical. I'm telling and, you, so
1: much of handiwork and handiness is due to necessity. Yeah. Someone like him probably has to know how to do that stuff.
0: Right. Well, because I'm sure they're putting stuff in walls all the time, and they're... What's this out what's going on with this outlet? Can we just cap it? Okay, I know how to cap yeah. it. Or you need me to move it? Okay, this is And how that's I move been it. us.
1: We didn't have money. Right. So we had to f- learn some skills. Yeah. I just feel like when you you got time or money and not both. Usually. There's some people who have both, but that's a rarity. Yeah. So you gotta learn some skills to save you money. Especially if you want to I don't know. Either like I mean, it, ours is home improvement stuff. And it's like, like my dad said, he's like, this house was fine before you guys started renovating it. Why'd you do all this? And it's not that it looks bad or that he doesn't like what we've done, but he's like, you took a perfectly fine house. Right. It's like, cause I just, you know, so it's, cause it looks better. Now. It's not important or it's not, it's not necessary, I guess. Right. But like,
0: well, they haven't really done anything. On, they did the floors in their house mm-hmm. and that's probably it. Right. Mm, I they yeah. did some stuff in the kitchen. Is that also just floors? No. So their house has been pretty much the same house that they moved into.
1: Untouched since 1980 something. I don't know. Well, wow. somewhere. Kitchen's the same. They did some floors out in the formal living room or whatever years and like I was a kid. Um but anyway, all that to say, there's there's other skills that would be considered a lot more necessary like a mecha- like a car mechanic yeah. or you know, fixing like your heater or your AC unit or mm-hmm. your um you know hanging shelves or um
0: woodworking yeah woodworking stuff
1: like there's plenty of stuff that is not decorative i mean we've put archways in our house like that stuff's not necessary you know there's been a lot of uh frivolous for lack of a better term Mm -hmm. maybe things that we've done that it's like i thought they were pretty yeah um but there's plenty of skills that people learn how to do because they don't have the budget to to hire somebody else to fix their car. I mean, that stuff can add up really quick. Yeah, And we've bought... We've done plenty of car stuff ourselves. And car parts are pretty cheap in comparison. I mean, the labor really is the...
0: The labor is the tools, really. Yeah. Like in the van, the alternator went out the other day, a couple weeks ago. And I've done an alternator before. They're not hard. Except in an accessible spot. Yeah, I watched the video on how to get it out of the van. And it was not going to be easy mm-hmm. at all. So not only did you have to have the right tools to get down in there to get everything loose, which I probably don't have, just getting it out would have been a disaster. And it, that's one of those things that like if I took everything apart and I couldn't get it out, uh, don't yeah. know. Like I, don't, I guess I'd have to tow it. <laughs> you know, like I'm <laughs> yeah. just kind of stuck. There's nothing else you can do. So yeah, it's uh, a much trickier thing than something like a house where
1: Mm -hmm. well you say that but the mechanic is like i would love to change an alternator and not have to like plumb you know underneath the sink or whatever i don't know that's true i just think everybody's got their skill and set that they either like to learn or know is valuable to have to learn because they've run into a problem or whatever at some point right but um switching subjects abruptly um, and I, I don't even know why I'm bringing this up because I have zero answer. What are you doing for Lent? <laughs> I, have not, I have not contemplated this. This is, what are We're we? We're
0: like four days in. I know. You don't got anything?
1: I don't like to say the rosary and I'm bad at thinking of things for Lent. I'm not a good Christian person. What can I tell you?
0: Um, So, you're doing the readings with us in the morning. We de- we're doing that with I'm the kids. I'm listening
1: to a woman speak in a British accent.
0: Yeah, she does the readings for us.
1: Who I would swear is Phoebe from 30 Rock.
0: <laughs> but it's not.
1: <laughs> Every morning, I'm like, is this Phoebe? <laughs>
0: okay, so you're, you're at least doing that. Okay. That was our family thing.
1: I mean, you're the one that decides all this stuff. I'm just along for well, the ride. because
0: the other one, you know, in the past, we've done like giving up TV. and
1: I just don't know how I function in life. I really don't know.
0: Anyway, so that's <laughs> our family one was we're doing the daily Mass readings.
1: You're doing all kinds. Which of things. we're
0: Catholic, and so what's nice about being Catholic is universally the readings are the same, no matter whether you're in Italy or the United States or Brazil. Mm-hmm. Everyone's reading the same readings every on certain days. So it's
1: like when you go to bed and you're like, you tell your kids when you're in a different place and you're like, just look at the moon. I'm looking yes. at the same moon.
0: That's exactly. We're all it.
1: looking at the same moon. Do
0: the mass readings for the day. They're the same, no matter where <laughs> you are. So. I have an app, and there's a, a lady that reads us the readings. That's our family one. I'm doing a rosary every day. I'm also fasting on Fridays.
1: You're also doing Bible, th- Thomas.
0: Um, also, yes. That Bible, what do you instead call it? Bible in a year? Bible in a year. Instead of doing um, I podcasts don't... and stuff in the morning. Yeah. Like, I go to the gym. I usually listen to podcasts. Yeah. I put that on. Or, like, today when I was working outside. Instead of listening to music or podcasts, I, I put that on. I just
1: don't know if I can handle Father Mike Schmidt.
0: He brings a lot of energy. He reminds me of... <laughs>
1: At 4.45 a.m., I think it's too he much energy. He reminds me
0: of the guy that did P90X. What's that guy's name? Tony, Tony Horton. Yes. Look. He is so excited. Like He finishes reading the story. He's like, isn't that amazing, guys? Okay. <laughs> okay. Did you just... Wasn't yes. that amazing what Moses just did?
1: Do you remember... Like, uh, I guess. When we were in COVID and we were watching Mass on TV... And we chose on YouTube yes. to watch Father Mike Schmidt because we're like, this guy's great. We love his vlog. We listen to his things. Yeah. His mass was unbearable yeah. in my opinion. Because you're sitting at home, you're not there in front of him. Right. It may have been the, you know, method by which we were watching it. This is back when they could only have like three people in the yes. or maybe not even that many. It was like him and did he have the an offer server? Yeah, like a camera person. Maybe like
0: a deacon or somebody I don't other. even yeah. know.
1: And so we're watching this guy and he I mean, what was it, an hour and fifteen? Yeah, it's pretty long. Us Catholics are not into hour fifteens. We're well, into like, like 45 Christmas, Christmas, and out.
0: One of the high high masses, maybe?
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm trying to get <laughs> I'm trying to get your brother to um to let our kids do the the um what do you call them? Incense and spin it around in a yeah, circle. He is having happened. none of it. Sure, Speaking but. of high masses. <laughs> so you and your brothers were all ultra servers growing up, mm-hmm. and y'all have such specific ideas about ultra serving. It is the f- most ridiculous. I mean, y'all have lots of things like this yeah. where you've got real specific opinions about, and they're always ridiculous. But
0: but they have all been very deeply thought out and researched.
1: <laughs> by your brothers. It doesn't um, matter. But the, the incense is the one that gets me the most because I think it's cool whenever they light up the incense. I don't like the incense. I don't like how it smells. Some people, it's some sort of like nostalgic thing. You love how yeah, the incense smells. I
0: love it. It's yeah, I uh, nostalgia. Yeah.
1: But anyway, I have been to masses where there's just a swangin' that that incense, mm-hmm. and they uh, swing it around in a circle, and apparently that is appalling to Ehrensberg boys. Like, it they were having none of... <laughs> you're rolling your eyes right
0: now. <laughs> we were trained that nothing should ever go higher than your shoulders. <laughs> your hands should never go higher than your shoulders. Anything that you're swinging or lifting, your hands should never come higher than your shoulders.
1: So Then why are people swinging it in circle? I don't know. It's the it's funniest... It's showboating.
0: It's showboatsmanship. <laughs>
1: Show boatsmanship.
0: <laughs> Disrespectful.
1: But if it's they're a high mass, it, they're making that,
0: the mass about themselves.
1: I don't know, man. There's so much gold going Look on at in... Me.
0: Look at me. Don't worry about Jesus. Look at Okay.
1: Well, then, how is that any different than, like, the choir doing some sort of, like, amazing... Being extra? Yeah. I am not
0: a big fan of the extra choir, too.
1: Yes, you are.
0: I like... Yes, you good are. ...good singing, mm. but the whole, like, this person's gonna hit a solo right here
1: tell me you didn't like oh holy night during christmas mass please if it's like
0: reverential
1: oh look you contradict your own ridiculous arguments <laughs> it's
0: not yes oh holy night's a slow reverential post-communion song you're kneeling this one person singing a song
1: who's kneeling
0: after communion you're kneeling no i mean yes you're reflecting you're reflecting on
1: Momentarily. It. Let me also yes. get a p- big PSA to all you Catholics out there.
0: It's like the Ave Maria when they sing that too. It's the same thing.
1: Okay, how's that different than the incense going in a circle?
0: Because it would be like if the choir was all singing together and someone just started like wobulating and like, like, trying to be a turkey, really loud.
1: First of all. And second of all. That
0: is like the incense guy going in a circle. <sighs> it's like either be part of the team or He's the leader of the team. We're all, gonna step, team. Back. We're he all is, gonna step back and let you do your thing. He
1: is, he's the first in line. The incense guy leads the the yeah, trail. You know
0: who's right behind him? The guy carrying the cross, who could easily get hit with that. Or So it's
1: a safety issue now. Uh,
0: no, it's not. That's one of the many things I guess we could add on to this. <laughs> <laughs> but we are all processing as a team and you're out in front and you're being a little front runner. huh. Instead well, of being part of the team.
1: I feel like they're leading the charge as far as the excitement of the celebration that we just had of mass and I just love it. And now we are teaching our boys because their uncle is a priest and is telling them that it's showboating. Did that now that's what they're going to believe. And I want them to believe that they can make a circle with.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They will not. (laughs) Was it
1: you who would never even seen it before? There was someone that was describing the Incense Circle, and they were like, what are you talking about? (laughs) And there are countless videos on YouTube if you want to go and look. I don't know how how to, like, I don't know how you'd search for it, but if you've ever seen the Incense...
0: Overzealous (laughs) Incense.
1: (laughs) But the guy in the front will... No, because I've seen it in the cathedral before. So it's yeah. not like it's illegal. you all just not. have personal opinions about it.
0: It's not illegal for you to be singing in a choir as a group and one person singing extra loud and extra notes and singing extra harmonies like dude, we don't even have a harmony for this part, but you're doing random harmonies There's always a
1: harmony for every part. well, come on, you know, come on
0: that's what that's like, okay. You're well, like,
1: as long as we can admit it's just a personal opinion. It is.
0: It 100% is. It's just the right personal opinions.
1: <laughs> but now you're passing that <laughs> on to our kids, and I want them to have a different personal opinion.
0: You can try to pass on your opinions. And
1: I'm not the previous altar server, though. That's the problem. You did serve. Okay, you know what the funniest thing was today? You were not here for this. So um, our two children, one of them has been talking with his friends all day about... Um, Being in a band. I don't know what's happening. Mm -hmm. Anyway, he was getting all excited about it. But then our daughter was like, there's one kid in the band that you don't need to be in with because, you know, whatever. Anyway, back and forth, back and forth. He comes to her and says, I trust you. Like, whatever whatever you tell me, I trust you. And I was like, what is happening around me? These two fight and squabble
0: endlessly. Yeah.
1: And all she did was say, you don't need to be a part of that. And he was like, okay, I trust you. I believe you. And I could not. It was like I was eating dinner and I couldn't believe what I was hearing behind me. I was like, what is happening?
0: (laughs) Well, because when I was there for it, um, she was yelling at him. And as he walked away, she said something like a normal teenage girl would. And you're like, whatever. You love him. She's like, no, I don't. All he ever does is whatever.
1: I don't think she said, no, I don't.
0: Uh, Maybe she didn't... She may not have responded to it, but she said something shortly after that to the extent of...
1: He never listens to me. Yeah, he...
0: Yeah.
1: And then he came down and did listen to her. And I was like, this is their future. Like, this... They do love each other. And they do trust each other. Yeah. I hope that that's their future.
0: He goes...
1: (laughs) His response was something like, I mean, you're pretty normal, so I think that your opinions are pretty valid. He goes, I mean, don't get a big head about it, because she was like, well, thank you. I think I am normal, too.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but she's also a high school girl, and probably hears what the other girls are saying about this kid. Maybe. And, like, I don't know how well she really knows the kid, but I hung out with weird kids like that in high school. One of them's probably listening right now. So... (laughs)
1: he's gonna be like hey wait <laughs> a talking minute talking about me
0: no he knows who i'm talking about <laughs> <It's> not him <laughs> we hung out with some weird dudes it was normal, like whatever like if someone would been like hey you hang out with that guy he's kind of weird like yeah he's kind of weird but it's yeah cool. like, embrace it right i'm okay with his weird yeah because he's fine to be around he's funny he's whatever you know yeah so
1: these days you know
0: so, I don't know how well she really knows this kid. But, yeah, she was... She
1: was putting out the warnings she anyway. Was,
0: yeah, telling her son, like, you don't need to be hanging out with that guy. And I was trying to get her... Because I know a lot of the kids at school. Mm-hmm. I don't know this kid.
1: You want to know who he's hanging out with, though?
0: Yeah, I was like, well, who who's he hanging out with? Or who who would you compare him to? And the kid she named, I'm like, eh, that kid's kind of weird. But...
1: I'm telling you. You know. It's so funny because um, anytime we... So, you know, all the kids because you still teach in high school. Right. And I don't. But you'll always try to like describe a kid and then give some
0: (laughs) comparison to a kid (laughs) narcotics.
1: Yes. That we went to high school with. It's like the kids never change. You know what I mean? There's like one of every kid in every single class, and there's always a description of that kid that you could relate it to.
0: Well, you know what's so funny? We're watching, this is going to probably take you on a tangent. Recess? No. What? The Murdahl thing that we were (gasps) watching last night.
1: We have to watch episode another two. another documentary Y'all, about I it. didn't know that... Okay, so my... Okay, sorry. I'm interrupting you. I did not know that there was a third documentary on Netflix. Well, it's not a third one on Netflix, but there's a third documentary. People kept asking me if I'd seen the one on Netflix. I'm like, yeah, I've seen it. It was like a year or two ago. I don't even right. know when it was. No, there's another
0: one. Yeah, they redid it. They, they redid it. They, well, they have a new one. <laughs> anyway, as I'm watching this episode, and they're talking about the son that was killed... I'm like, God, that kid is just like. Yeah, it reminds me of someone else who so went to so, school with. Yeah. yeah, like exactly like. It's I mean, like the
1: kids don't change, you know, like right. the dynamics don't change. There's going to be the wealthy parents and the, they let their kid get away with anything. Yes. And they, you know, apologize, not apologize, but like let, help them get away with all the things. And mm-hmm. there's going to be the wacky kid and the dancer kid and the SGA president kid. And
0: right. But
1: it's just, I mean, I didn't. I said Recess, which is the name of a cartoon. But it's that way, too. Like, you watch that show Recess, right. and everybody can identify with one of those characters. Right. Because the kids don't change.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's there might be some a little bit of crossover between some of the kids, but for the most part, like, I could think of in any any kid, like, if our son or daughter was to talk about one of their friends or whatever, a classmate, you I could think of someone in our I class. I could think of someone in our class. Oh, yeah, they're just like so-and-so. Or if they're not in our class... You know, remember this kid that was a year older, a year younger, just like that kid?
1: Mm-hmm. It's the weirdest thing.
0: And kids
1: you know, never change. They really don't. Um, excuse me. I have now learned from the Murdoch case that once you open the door to questioning, I'm allowed to talk about it. So let's talk Murdoch. Because <laughs> you brought it up.
0: <laughs> I knew I shouldn't have, <laughs> but.
1: Remember how I said. I thought he did it, and I didn't think he did it. Maybe Not that I didn't think he did it, but like maybe he didn't pull the trigger. Mm-hmm. I'm right back to he did it, for sure. 100% I don't think I'm going to change my mind anymore. Guilty. He's guilty. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, you always thought he was guilty, but maybe not pulling the trigger. But right. Still, I don't know if that's still first-degree murder. if You don't pull the trigger. It but is. Like you were there, and you're like, hey, kill those guys for me.
1: I think it's manslaughter.
0: Nah, it's got to be more than that.
1: I don't know. I don't know.
0: Like, if I wanted you dead and but i didn 't want to pull the trigger, and so I was like hey so and so come over here well, that's
1: like conspiracy i think conspiracy but i'm there from-
0: the dude was there, he had to been there
1: um from all
0: the stuff you told me he was standing right there when it happened
1: so that that was the crazy thing when <sighs> this shows you how like much people want to believe, and I want to believe that he didn't do it back when it all ha- they both were killed, and it was like <sighs> months and months maybe even a year later I remember they announced that his shirt had blood spatter on it and I was like oh, he was standing right there when it happened mm-hmm. like as if he was standing next to them when they got it did not occur to me that he was the one that did it Right for a while because it was like you blocked that out of your brain He, there's no way you could kill your wife and child right. maybe your wife not your own kid but the more I learned about this dude I mean there's so many things that aren't admissible in court and they can't bring in there and they can't talk about.
0: Have they brought in stuff like that? Like articles of clothing and that kind of they stuff? They
1: cannot, they have not asked him about the clothing. They've asked him about the clothing he was wearing that night, but they have not specifically asked him what happened to the clothing I got you. that he was wearing. There's several videos of him that afternoon and he mm-hmm. changed clothes several times. And says he took a shower and changed his clothes. But nobody's like, hey, where are those clothes? Yeah. He talked about how many places he's kept his clothes. He's got a lot of different properties. And he was staying with a lot of different people. But
0: Pretty suspicious. I mean, the whole,
1: the whole case is circumstantial. So they don't have any hard evidence of anything. There's no murder weapons. The motive's not great.
0: Wait, were the guns not his guns?
1: Yes, but they can't find them.
0: Yeah, he definitely did it then. <laughs> Come on. Yeah,
1: I mean, like they're like, the only alternative was that someone wandered up to your property mm-hmm. at, you know, 9.46 or 8.46 p.m. No, they were
0: murdered at a place where you have a bunch of dogs. That's right. If some random person walked up to our house right now... No
1: dogs bark. Our dog
0: would go nuts.
1: Not only do they have dogs, they also have what's called guinea fowl. Do you know what guinea fowl are? I do not. I know what guinea fowl are because my daddy was raised in the country. And when you're raised in the country, you have guinea fowl. And they are basically uh, watchdog birds. They're big. They're big birds. Like Mm -hmm. the size of a a turkey. eh, Maybe not as big as a turkey. But they're big birds. They're beautiful birds, but they squawk when there are people or yeah. animals around. They didn't squawk either. It was like, so not only – it could have been like, well, the dogs knew the, the person. The guineas still would have squawked. It didn't matter right. whether – because dogs learn that kind of thing. I don't think guineas are smart. Guineas are pretty dumb from what I understand.
0: Okay. So
1: they would have squawked whether or not they knew – who the person was that was approaching right. And there was none of that Nothing squawked, nothing barked And that's Alec right. was Known to be in the area mere moments I mean like right. At the time that it happened and he didn't hear Like ten gunshots Yeah Two, five, I think it was seven gunshots
0: Yeah, that's a lot
1: Two shotgun blasts And five AR Blackout 300 blackout semi automatic rifle. Didn't hear him. Sir. That's crazy. Sir.
0: Yeah, he's lying. He did it. He did it in what's
1: nuts though is that he got on the stand on Thursday and Friday. The defense put him up on the stand. And I've well, never I've never seen a defense lawyer more defeated than when he stands up and says Richard. <laughs> he like stood I mean, I'm I'm watching this on YouTube live, and he's standing next to the defense table. He's kind of like leaning on it, and both of his hands are down by the side, and he's like, Your Honor, Richard Alexander Mur- Murdoch wishes to take the stand. And it was just like the most defeated, like...
0: Wishes to take the stand. Yeah,
1: it was It was not like we call him to the stand. It was right. he wishes to take the stand. In other words, we tried to convince him not to. He's such a narcissist jerk that he was like, was he the I'm going first- to get up there.
0: Uh, witness for the defense?
1: No, he was not.
0: Was he the last witness for the defense? No, he was not. So just random in the middle.
1: Yep. I think there, there's some timing to that because they hope that, because you're getting into the weekend
0: yeah. and they're
1: hoping that, <sighs> they they don't want for the, they want it to go on a certain amount of time, but not a long enough time because they don't want for the state to be able to have like the whole weekend to prepare maybe just a night right. to prepare. Yeah. I don't know if they need 15 minutes to prepare. Like, So you try to time it so out. They,
0: they can't call them back on Monday?
1: Well, not after they say they have no no further questions. I got you. So uh, defense questioned them, which was a bunch of softball questions. Mm-hmm. Then the prosecution is able to cross-examine. Mm-hmm. And once they're done, the defense gets back up. Yeah. And I think that the prosecution can... Redirect one more time. Again, not a lawyer. I don't remember exactly. But um, there can be quite a bit of back and forth. But it's my understanding that it's like just to re-clarify things that they've already talked about. Like you can't really bring up anything new once you get through the back and forth. But it's also my understanding that um, Alec did an awful lot of lying on the stand. Or he wouldn't call it lying. He would call it... um, he he specifically referred to it as lies of omission when it came to his financial crime stuff. Mm-hmm. He does a lot of lies of omission or not whole truth. He weaves in truthful things, and so the right. things that are lies, you can't say that was a lie because some of it was the truth. Right. That's how his brain works. You're, yeah. you're re- When he was on a stand for two days straight, you start to understand how his brain works, which is he has convinced himself that— the things that he says, even if there's a little untruth to them or, or lie by, by omission, it's not lying. It's just not. But the, the prosecution asked him several times, you would agree with me that not telling the truth is a lie. And he kept saying yes, but it's obvious in his when he explains things mm-hmm. that he there will be things said to him that you know happened as a matter of fact. And he'll be like, well, I don't believe it happened that way. It's like, you can't believe it or not believe (laughs) it. It either happened or it didn't happen. Right. But he'll say, I don't believe it happened that way. Or or, I don't think it happened that way. It's like, dude, how did it happen? And then he'll re-explain it with some minute detail missing or different. Right. And so it's like, if your whole statement is not a hundred, like, I think I explained to you in the car earlier, if I were to say, that dog has super long legs, he might be like, I don't agree with that statement. And you'd be like, well, that dog, like, you'd show a picture of the dog, and everyone in the courtroom is like, that dog does have super long legs. And he'll say, well, I don't believe that dog has super long legs.
0: It just has long legs.
1: Right. That's that's how he thinks the truth. Right. The difference between a truth and a, you know, that's how he rolls with the truth. Interesting. So, it's complicated. For sure, but um, anyway, like i said i I think the further we go along, I'm like, if oh, he did this, and I'm hoping that by him being on the stand, the jury sees what an absolute liar he is,
0: yeah, he's a con man for sure,
1: yes, and um again, the things that are presented in court are the only things they can present, you know they can't mm-hmm. they can't go into all the other things he's done that have nothing to do with this case, but right. the dude has a just
0: ridiculous. I thought you said they brought the financial stuff into the case. Oh my god, that was like
1: three quarters of what they talked about was the financial stuff. Essentially, they're trying to establish that...
0: The guy's a crook and a liar.
1: Yeah, but he would he was untruthful and was willing to lie to his closest friends, his family, um... People who relied on him the most, the most vulnerable points in their life. Like, he just was willing to lie. It didn't matter what the circumstance was. He was willing to lie. And it's all to say, you lied to the sled agents. You lied to the police officers. Like, you've been lying this whole time. You're lying on the stand. Mm. I mean, he said stuff on the stand. It was like, dude, you're, I mean, like, what, what are you thinking? For example, there is a lawyer. Okay, so if you followed this case, you know that the son who was killed, Paul, He was involved in a boating accident a few years previous where he was allegedly driving a boat, ran into a um, bridge, Mm -hmm. pylon, and a girl named Mallory Beach flew out of the boat. And she subsequently died from that, like that whole, like she probably drowned, whatever. So that family sued, the the Beach family sued the Murdoch family for lots of different things. Their lawyer's name is Mark Tinsley. I think it's Mark Tinsley um his last name is tinsley he got up on the stand and talked about the case talked about the money and the fact that they owed him money and all this different thing he said on the stand mark tinsley said on the stand he is a lawyer okay mm-hmm. he swore under oath that alec murdoch came up to him at some sort of lawyers conference and threatened him and said hey man what are you trying to do here with this case like you trying to screw me over he said something like that to mark tinsley Alec Murdoch got up on the stand and said under oath that Mark Tinsley was lying about that. Like, dude, who do you who wow. do you think we're going to believe here? Yeah. Like, you're just out and out lying about stuff. He said that never happened. Now, there's probably <laughs> no way to prove it. Like, it's Mark Tinsley's word right. over Alec Murdoch's word. Right. But it was stuff like that. He said that the um they had questioned uh Blanca who was Maggie Murdoch's, like, personal assistant and somewhat of a housekeeper around the house.
0: Yeah.
1: And they had also talked to um, one of the caretakers for Alec Murdoch's mom, both of which have separate stories about how Alec came in after the murders and tried to convince them and, like, redirect their memory from that night. One was about what clothing he was wearing, and one was about how long he'd been there visiting his mother. Mm -hmm. He said on the stand that both of them were mistaken about that. So you're, <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Yeah. You're the only one who's telling the truth here? Yeah. Everybody else is lying? Like, they have no reason to lie.
0: No, but I wonder if his move is, you know, they said this, I said this. It's probably somewhere in the middle.
1: It wasn't that. He basically was like, I, you know, he was, he was trying to re spin the story on why he was talking to them mm-hmm. about it. It was like, the sled agents had talked to me about, about what I was wearing, and I went in to ask her what she remembers about me, Where you know, what I was wearing. And she mm-hmm. was like, no. He specifically said, I was wearing a Vineyard Vine shirt. Like, he came in and made statements to her. It wasn't a conversation back right. and forth. He also claims that Blanca, who was the, one of the, it was Maggie Murdoch's assistant who was murdered. Um, she, spe- Maggie specifically called Blanca and told her, Alec wants me to come back. To the farm, like she had gotten a pedicure that day she had she was having work done in her house, like she had stuff going on, she didn't like to stay at the farm, but Alec wanted her to come back to the farm, and Blanca testified to that. she had written Blanca a text message she had she had had a conversation. It was clear that Maggie thought enough of having to go and do this that she talked mm-hmm. to her about it All right Alec said she 's mistaken. I always wanted her to come home. I always wanted her to come back to the farm and be with me hmm and it's like, well, then why would she have made a special note to call her housekeeper right. and tell and her probably that?
0: He probably didn't know that she had done that.
1: Of course he didn't. He didn't know that. I mean, this whole kennel video thing of him. Yeah,
0: he had no idea that even existed.
1: He didn't know it existed. That's why he got on the stand. That's the only reason he got on the stand, uh, was because seven people testified that his voice, he's got a very distinctive voice, yeah. that his voice was in that kennel video. You have Maggie, Paul, and his voice, All in this video. It's Mm -hmm. like a minute video, right? So seven people got up and said, that is 100% Alec Murdoch's voice in the background. So in other words, he was there mere three minutes before they were killed and their phones went silent forever, okay? Mm -hmm. So he had no choice but to get up on the stand and explain... Why he was in that video when he told every officer he's talked to for two years, every lawyer he's talked to, every family member he's talked to, he said he was taking a nap. And then finally, when seven people confirmed, yep, that's his voice, he had to go up there and explain why his voice was on the video. Mm -hmm. Do you know why he said? Because he is a drug addict and he was on pills and the SLED agents made him nervous.
0: That's why he lied to them.
1: That's why he lied to them. Interesting. So the prosecution's like, but why'd you lie to your brothers? And why'd you lie to your lawyers? And why'd you lie to the very first police officer who came up, who was not a sled agent, Mm -hmm. who was one of your best friends? Yeah. You had no reason to lie to any of these people. Yeah.
0: Just lying because he's...
1: He's lying because... He is lying because he has to, but I think he also is just... When that type of lying is so embedded in you, when you're a pathological liar, you don't you don't make a decision as to when you're going to lie and when you're not. You just do. Right. Yeah, that's It's true. just part of who you are. Right. And the prosecution kept asking, "Is this when you decided you were going to lie? Is this when you decided you were going to lie?" And they're going, "No, the guy doesn't make a decision to lie. It is who he is. It is in his DNA." it's in my DNA to thrift shop and be like a penny pincher it is in his DNA to just lie. And when that is your, your position, this guy, I mean, there's not, there's no like line between truth. It's all woven together yeah. to come out with whatever outcome he wants. But I think, um, the, my most recent like research, cause I have like increasingly gotten more and more invested in this case. I'm telling you, the next week is going to be insane because they're doing closing arguments. Closing arguments is where all the theatrics come out.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I just would like to apologize to our <laughs> listeners I care nothing about this case.
1: Well, you asked. You said something about I
0: it. I did not ask, I brought it into the conversation. You, did. you
1: opened the door, and I have learned I did, from this and case. I should not have. Then, when you opened the door,
0: it was somewhat related.
1: Well, we're going to go downstairs. I don't even know. It's almost nine o'clock. We get to go downstairs and watch another episode. So you can fall asleep and I can be like, mm-hmm. like my eyes wide open and my fingernails in my mouth.
0: Yeah. I Look, as I was falling asleep, I know you kept looking over like, is he still awake? <laughs> still got this? We still going strong here?
1: Well, it's watching a documentary about a lot of the things I already know. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like I'm just, if there's a little more information that I didn't know before, which I found out some more information today. I found out that he had been hiring... um you know, sex workers as as late as, or as maybe as early, in the 2015 years, partying hard, doing cocaine,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and hiring people to come. Um,
0: they have receipts or something? I mean, how do they know?
1: Well, a woman's saying. stories, okay. I mean, I don't think she'd admit to that unless it was true. The look on your well, face, exactly, exactly. Well,
0: other than that's maybe their 15 minutes of fame, Kind of. I never heard about it until
1: today. So yeah, I don't know. Not sure how famous, and she hasn't been called to the stand or anything because I don't think it has anything to do with the case, right? Um, but I've developed some more theories about what happened, but who will? They're never going to know for sure. But in the end, Google the word, the term "family annihilator," and his little picture will probably pop up because that's what he is, in my opinion. Interesting. It just doesn't make sense for it to be anybody else but him. So,
0: We'll see. Kay. End of this week.
1: Well, Do you think it'll only be another week?
0: I don't know. You made it sound like it would be. So,
1: it was, They said the jury was told it would be a three-week case.
0: And it's gone two so far.
1: I'm sorry, what? It's They're on gone. week five. They're about to start week six. Oh. <laughs> <Poor> <laughs> Where guys. have you been? <laughs> they have lost so many jurors due to illness that the, I think they only have two alternates left. So if they lose any more people to illness, mistrial, mistrial. I think, yeah. They
0: wrap this sucker up. Files prosecution. i would be wrapping this thing up.
1: Well, but then they have to deliberate. Like, I don't know what they do about what if a, a jury gets sick during deliberation. I don't know. But if they come back with a hung trial, they got to start all over again. Yeah. Miz, and by this point, they ain't no way you are going to find a jury who has not heard about this case.
0: Well, and do you get Alex Murdoch back on the? pulpit again on the pulpit Yeah, (laughs) witness stand what's that thing called
1: well I do think if if the prosecution was able to try it over again they'd probably do it differently they probably nip some of that financial stuff in the bud I mean they went on for like two weeks right about every check he'd ever written that was bad so they probably shorten it up in some some places it's like a trial run you know what I'm saying yeah and maybe they do it better the next time. There is a ton of stuff that I don't know why they're not talked. Like why are they not bringing it in? There just seems like a lot of it things. It may not that be. It
0: may not be admissible.
1: Yeah, but. maybe so. Anyway, I apologize for the Murdoch talk. But until this case is over,
0: yeah. And I apologize for bringing something related hey, to it that by law. Us down that road
1: by law. You open the door, and so therefore, I was able to step right into it. I'm learning things oh. in this trial. It's like a it's like a. This is how I learned. What if
0: I had objected? I object. Overruled. Sustained.
1: I said overruled. I'm the judge, juror, <laughs> and executioner, sir. <laughs> I've learned what overruled means. I've learned what sustained means. I'm basically going to law school right now. I could okay. be a criminal prosecution, but I have to tell you the amount of work that all the team has to do in yeah. order to have compiled it's a team all this it's stuff. It's not just
0: like a, two or three guys. It's no. A teen.
1: I mean, and that's another interesting thing I learned too, which you don't see cuz they they're televising this whole thing, well, on YouTube or wherever, and they've got various different cam- camera angles. But um I watch several things that uh are like of people who are actually sitting in the courtroom and they're like the amount of stuff that's happening in the courtroom that you can't see on these videos. It's like people are like running in and out of the courtroom like getting papers and carrying them out from the team and like going and research and stuff and coming back and handing things off and
0: Yeah. Like you, don't see any that. you don't see
1: any of that yeah. you see and you of course you can't see the jury on um they don't show the jury oh, at all course. they're supposed to be anonymous
0: right
1: and so um but they do have like a tight shot on alex murdoch on buster his son you know on the defense team on whoever's on the stand they've got mm-hmm. so you're getting to see some detail of all the things but um anyway it's it's been very interesting i'm learning a lot i'm going to i'm going to law school right now so I feel like it's a valid use of my time yeah I'm getting a lot of plans have done
0: law degree I'm getting a lot of plans done. done
1: I'll be like um what's her name L L L Woods someone said the other day that it's like they're expecting for that moment where she's like and if you were in fact in the shower then it would have messed with the yeah uh- <laughs> The perm, <laughs> yeah, deactivate the perm. <laughs> yeah, they're like, all like, right, he's waiting for that moment. I don't think it's gonna happen, but I don't think so either. Alex Mur- Murdoch's uh, perm needs to be deactivated. Needs to be some moment like that. Anyway, yeah. All right, you guys have a good week. Until next time, bye y'all.
0: Bye y'all.